You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz. What are we doing, buddy? The Philadelphia Phillies sweep the Braves to start the season, and they swept them in convincing fashion in the sense that they were three hard-fought baseball games, as you would say. The Phillies undefeated. Let's go, Fritzy. I'm, I'm, I'm so invested in this team already. And there's only they've only had uh, one home run on the year, and it's from Nappy. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I, if you, how much money could you have made with that bet? Did you have that in your office pool? That, oh that, that yeah. Andrew Nap? I mean, all here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. I have never said a bad word about Andrew Nap. I have loved him from the moment he got to Philadelphia. I will love him forevermore. That's always been. My dude, just saying. Very serious question to start out this podcast. And yeah, I need you to answer this truthfully. It's a, it might be the toughest question I've ever asked you. And I can't believe that we're sitting here on a Sunday night around nine o'clock and I get to ask you this question, James. But which is better, the Phillies starting staff or the Phillies bullpen? Oh, buddy. Well, how about this? The bullpen hasn't given up any runs. Yo, uh, it's it's unbelievable how great they've been and uh it's look i we'll get into it all and stuff and we all you know we're you're gonna hear a lot you know the next tomorrow when people are talking about this like you know 2019 they swept the braves remember how excited we were and then it all fell apart first of all it's a better baseball team but Second of all, like those wins just felt more substantial. And I think it's because we kind of saw what this can be best case with that starting staff. I mean, they didn't hit Jack. They didn't hit and they're sitting at three and oh. Yeah, I know. Cause I was actually driving uh, back from my parents' house. Just thinking about the podcast and what I wanted to say. And, you know, it, it does feel like, you know, with Phillies fans, it feels like it's always there's a bit of skepticism all the time. And, like, I get it, right? I mean, we, we've seen the worst bullpen in baseball history. We've seen a starting staff that hasn't been consistent enough. Uh, and we've seen an offense that, that has been up and down, not last year, but in the last couple of years. So I get people have been burned, right? But this team is good, man. They they are a good baseball team. They have a solid foundation. 
and they're just built different than those teams were. Like, yeah, 2019, sure. Like, they, they swept the Braves out, and it was great and all that. But this felt way different than those teams and, and really just that first weekend. Because even doing the podcast back in the day, it was like, yeah, they're they're in first place in the NL East and all this, but they, they don't really feel like it. Like, I, I left this weekend thinking we have a special baseball season ahead of us. And it's like – it's getting to the point now where it's like, I can't wait to wake up. You know, I just can't wait to wake up every day. Just get me to seven Oh five and let's sit down and let's enjoy a ball club. Cause I think there's a chance that we're going to see something good each night and something that is going to, you know, kind of get this city rejuvenated with baseball again. Cause you kind of saw this weekend. I mean, I don't know about you, but like my timeline was filled with all the, t- the tweets about baseball and all this. And I was like, Wow, it feels like the city's invested in it. It feels like we're on the precipice of of just a summer of special baseball in South Philadelphia. Yeah, man. Uh, there, There's definitely a special feeling to the team. And it also feels like a group of guys who... And look, Reese Hoskins said it on WIP twice. He said it on the Midday Show and then he with Angelo. But basically it was like, it's time. Like... It feels like this group of guys and Harper here now in year three and Ramuto now here in year three and and this group of veterans, you know, really good Major League Baseball players who have now been together for a little while. Like, it feels like they know it's time for them to take the next step, you know, that, that and and baseball's a weird sport in that like, you know, and look, I think confidence matters in, in all sports, but baseball's the type of sport where if you have a team that's confident and you have a team that can kind of build on momentum and, and, you know, take a hot start and run with it. Cause we all know, I mean, how many times can you remember baseball where a team just gets off to a hot start and either rides that momentum to a way better season than anyone thought, or even just rides it out at 500. And because of their hot start, they still end up making the playoffs. You know, we see that all the time. So, I think, you know, coming out of the gate like this, a team that already had, I think, a, a purpose and a mission and a confidence coming in, I think this is a perfect way to start the season, going up against the big boy in the division and, and handling business. Yeah, and and I think it's just the way they want it makes me feel even more, uh, uh, you know, makes me feel more confident in this because, like, the, they already have – more games won this year when the bullpen has entered a tied game than in all of last season. Oh, well, Jack, how about, how about all the stats that were flying around? That's the amazing thing. Like Johnny Heller with this one, Philly's bullpen, the first three games of last season, 11 and two thirds inning, eight earned runs, 14 hits, five walks. And this year, seven and a third shutout with one hit and four walks, 11 Ks to nine. Like, there are so many of those stats. I mean, even just the uh, the numbers of what the starting rotation against the Braves, 20 and two thirds, three earned, 24 strikeouts to one walk, Jack. I mean, like, this is, um, look, and again, you know, we are, we've watched enough baseball, we know enough baseball to not overreact too much to an opening series. But. What? But, but I really want to. But but this is a team that has talent, and it was believable that they could be a competitive playoff type team. And I think all you could do from this start, especially the way it happened, like Jack said, with the, the starting rotation being so good, your top three guys you count on, like looking like 
man, who's going to win the Cy Young? Which th- which one of the three? I mean, right now Wheeler is the clear favorite, but I mean, any well, of them I mean, could. I mean, I mean, listen, I know, three I know, of Shohei- the top four or five favorites. You have to say. Well, I know Shohei just went yard, but I would say that Shohei Otani is jealous of Zach Wheeler. Oh, obviously. I mean, who's a, who's I mean, a more impactful hitter pitcher combo than Zach Wheeler? Uh, it's not even a, it's not even a question. And then the bullpen again through a three game series against a damn good Braves lineup has yet to allow a run. Uh, it's just it, again, it's one of those things where it's it's you could not have written a script for what could kind of get Phillies fans to start to believe a little bit in a weekend series more than this. Because if they had come out and outslugged the Braves in 1-3 and the bullpen didn't look great and the starting pitching wasn't great, we'd all be like, oh, you know what? This isn't going to last. We know this. We know this story. We know what's going to happen here. This was, you know, they didn't hit and they won three games and, 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 and gutted them out. You know, one, like you talked about last time just on, on, Friday, uh, you know, Thursday night talking about the opener. It was like a, it was a baseball game with baseball plays and plays at the plate and big outs and big innings from relievers taken down and all that. And really the whole weekend was, you know, Saturday obviously a little bit more comfortable and really riding wheelers back on, you know, both sides of the ball, so to speak. But, but you know, today, Sunday's win was another grind it out. 1-1, the big hit from Bohm, uh, you know, the, the Eflin – gem but but just the one mistake at the end and then the bullpen you know handles it it's yet again like two games this series they won with that formula which is a formula they never won with last year yeah and i think i think that i got two things for you james the fact that they came back opening day after the back-breaking sandoval home run and won that ball game and again today Again today, they have a back-breaking home run off of Travis Darno, the one bad pitch that Eflin made all day, and they bounced back, and they won, and we just didn't see that last year. And I think these guys saw the bullpen in spring training, and yes, spring training results and all that stuff, I get it. I totally get it. But they saw a bullpen that actually had stuff. And just in watching the team this weekend, it looked like a team that, that – believed in itself like even the Segura walk-off Segura demanded to get up there like he was on a mission like they're playing resilient baseball they're playing determined baseball and they're playing smart baseball like I know it's one se- uh, one series but this is they, the little things they did were things that are going to translate over 162 and that makes me excited and two James Freddie Freeman didn't get a yeah. hit in a series against the Phillies for the first time in his career. For the first time in his freaking career, that guy didn't kill us. I mean, it's going to be a magical season. Yeah, well, I, I do have – there is one caveat there, and you know this because I, I talked to you and I drafted him, but this is the first time I've ever owned Freddie Freeman in fantasy. So it's possible it's also partially my fault as well, in which case you're welcome everybody like that i well am playing I, such an important role in the phillies being well, able to he get is Freddie Freeman. he is also so. my first baseman i think so. <laughs> we did it it's no working. no well listen i mean i'll take it but yeah. also i won't take it it's time to step up Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're not playing the phillies go ahead and get some hits big dog um no it really is wild it's a wild again again it's just really uh and and they also looked impressive in doing it. Like we remember, you know, we talked about Jose Alvarado, the experience the other night uh, on opening day and how it was kind of such a wild ride. Like it wasn't this time. Like 
Dude was nasty. <laughs> like, did just you see the 96-mile-an-hour slider? Dude, did you see the 96-mile-an-hour slider? So, so did Corey Seidman tweeted out here. Corey Seidman tweeted out, uh, Jose Alvarado threw seven sinkers in that one, two, three, eighth inning. They were 98, 98, 99, 100, 99, 100, and 99. Did Klentag just faint? Dude, he can't breathe. He's, like, hyperventilating. What is that? Is that allowed? Is that a, bring me to Grom? Bring me to Grom. I need him. Slow down, pal. Slow down. Slow down. I can't, All right. I can't. Slow down. Let's uh, let's talk about the games. Um, Saturday, really, honestly, there's not much to talk. About. I mean, Reese Hoskins, a nice, uh, you know, RBI double. That was cool. But Saturday, there's really only one thing to talk about, and that's Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler was Zach. I mean, just. What a what a showing! I mean, the batting part obviously is super fun, and you know was the leader in RBIs for the team. Uh, might still be tied for it or whatever. You know, is right there. I think Bone maybe Bone pass him, but but from a pitching perspective, Jack, I mean that's one of the that's one of the better Philly starts we've seen in a while. Bro, it was the first time since Halliday, <laughs> yeah, since Halliday's yeah, perfect yeah. game, which was a decade ago. I mean, I mean, seriously, it's been literally, well, actually it's been more than a decade. It's been 11 years. Um, I mean, I really just, before I get super nerdy about Zach Wheeler, I mean, are you going to apologize for ever wanting the DH I, in the National I League? I knew or? you were going to say this. Like I, there, if I could have bet on only one thing being said on this podcast, <laughs> it was that you were going to bring up that look again, every once in a while, it's super fun to have the pitchers hit. That's it. Very rare. I just didn't know you hated baseball. So yeah, much, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Bring, it was fun. All right, it was fun. Bring me to Grom. Um. <laughs> so, so Wheeler was just like, so I talked about this in spring training a little bit. And I and again, I don't have the numbers to back this up. Um, like I, I haven't been able to figure out if he because the spin numbers are the same on his fastball. Like if you look at it RPM wise, they're the same. But I'm trying to figure out if there's any like extra. I'm trying to, I'm trying to quantify what my eye is telling me, which is that he's added more zip to his fastball. Like we talked about this, I think over the winter. But like I thought there was a difference between Garrett Cole's 99 and Zach Wheeler's 99, whereas Zach Wheeler's was like a slow 99 and Garrett Cole's was a fast 99. And I know it made no sense, but. It just it, it didn't look as quick, I guess. Zach Wheeler's fastball on Saturday looked quick. Um, they weren't able to consistently square him up. Um, and 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 this was the so Wheeler was great last year, and I get it. But he pitched to a two nine two ERA. But to really get me and a lot of people to buy in fully to Zach Wheeler, he's gonna need to start missing some bats. He's gonna need to start missing some bats because, like. Ground balls can only go so far, right? I mean, eventually those ground balls turn into to, to base hits and you get Babbitt to death. And, um, you know, just uh, the earned runs start piling up. And, yes, getting early outs and, you know, pitching and, and, and tr- pitching to contact early in counts to, to get guys out early and go deeper in ball games is a good thing. I mean, it, it's a good way to pitch. But if you wanted to translate into better success, you need to be able to find a way to, to get some swing and miss into your game. And that was the first time that Wheeler in a Phillies uniform got the swing and miss. I mean, it was 10 Ks. It was dazzling. Um, and I, I've noticed, I've noticed this through 
three games so far, um, especially starting pitching-wise. But they've really, really made a conscious effort to establish fastball command to both sides early in starts. And Nola did it on on Thursday, and it was the best that I had felt about Aaron Nola um, in, 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 since, like, 2018, I want to say. Um so so they they've been they've been working on on establishing both sides of the play with his fastball. So Nola did that on on Thursday and I was like, "Oh, that's just Nola getting back to to being Nola. You know, we'll see how this translates." And then Wheeler goes out and does the same thing. I mean, he was he was establishing fastball away, fastball in, and then as it got deeper into his start, he was able to to work in the slider, work in all those pitches. And it was just a really interesting plan of attack. Eflin did the same thing today, but um, just a really positive start from Zach Zach Wheeler. I didn't see the the, the 100 miles an hour exactly coming in the in the in the first at bat of the year, which was something pleasurable to see. Um, but just a just a dominant outing. Thought the slider was great. Thought that got better as the start went on. Um, and yeah, it's just something that I think we can expect more from going forward. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's huge for October, right? I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about this team as a playoff contender, I mean, you want Zach Wheeler to be able to miss bats in October. I mean, that's, it's monster. And I mean, he was awesome. And look, this is the first time we've seen Zach Wheeler after a normal off season in a normal season, right? I mean, you know, the, the only Zach Wheeler we got is a pandemic shortened weirdest season of all time with a weird, spring training, then off spring training, then back and all that. So, you know, who knows? Um, I think what we saw, obviously, is, you know, incredibly positive, and I think people should be really excited about Wheeler. Um, uh, anything else on Saturday before we move on to Sunday? I have a lot on Sunday. Today. Yeah, I mean, Sunday Sunday was a was an exhilarating game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hector was good. I mean, obviously, Hector pitched, you know, today as well, but – um, Bradley was, was, was pretty good as well. Bradley hasn't really thrown his curveball yet. He's gotten, he's gotten through start or through outings without having to use it. He's only been like a fastball, um, like a fastball, uh, change up guy so far. Um, reset a nice hit, which is good to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a slow offensive start. So it's pretty, it's pretty much been a lot of, uh, pitching stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get to today. Um, We've both been expecting a Zach Eflin breakout season. I think that's kind of almost become like a one of those things where, you know, with the Pavetta thing, you know, I don't even know if we should mention it, as I'm sure he's going to be awesome for Boston. Um, but it's funny because people in Boston are in on Pavetta. I've heard, like, I heard Bill Simmons mention Pavetta breaking out on Uh-oh. his podcast, stuff so like sorry. that. I'm so, so sorry. So you have... You have created a monster of all monsters. I know, I know. But listen, it's 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 freaking it's Hyam Bloom and Andrew Friedman's fault too, right? Yeah. Like, like they were they've been hyping him up just as much as I was. But the Eflin thing this year feels like that, where you're seeing it in like fantasy circles and this and that, where everyone's predicting it. But like, I I think like we, what we saw today is the reason why people have been predicting it and why I think we're gonna see it. Well, yeah, and then how nice is it that <laughs> that an actual like you know breakout thing is kind of working, you know? Yeah, and it was like, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like everyone's predicting a breakout, and he goes out and gets shelled in his first outing, like he actually dominated and you know made one bad pitch that kind of kind of sunk his whole start and all of that. But yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of this is kind of what we thought. I mean, this is kind of what we were expecting when the season started. Was, I mean. He, he, <laughs> I said it two podcasts ago or whatever, and I just 
believe it now. Like he is Roy Halladay light. He is he he has the same repertoire as Roy Halladay, minus the nasty split finger, which I know is a game changer. But when you're talking about a guy that can command a sinker to both sides of the plate, curveball is is developing. I think it's developing into a good pitch for him. It's it was it was it got some swings and misses today. And the changeup is a, is a good pitch. I mean, the changeup is a good pitch for Zach Eflin. So, like, I, I just, I, his repertoire is a lot like a lot like Doc's was. Um, was even mixing in that that cutter inside to to lefties, which was good to see. But um, he, he he was brilliant. He was brilliant, and he's just he's hard to consistently square up um, throughout an outing. He just he is he he can command the sinker to both sides of the plate. It dips. It dives. It it moves all over the place, and then he has good off-speed pitches to where that he can he can back that stuff up. And we're seeing more conviction from him. You know, Eflin a couple of years ago was fine, just kind of kind of you know getting through an outing and and you know just being cool, pitching to contact and all that stuff. And, we, and it's fine. It's just not it's not conducive to really becoming a dominant pitcher in, in major league baseball. And what he's doing now is, is what dominant pitchers do. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome to see. And again, uh, just to like hammer home, like against a really good Braves lineup. I mean, you got Acuna and Alves and Freeman and you know, Swanson and Darno and Guy and, and Ozuna. I mean, like it's a stack lineup. Like it was a really impressive showing from this Phillies rotation. Let's talk about the bullpen, and then we'll get to some of the specifics of Sunday's game. But just the bullpen in general, I think I thought it was interesting when Hector got in trouble uh, today in Sunday's game. You know, at the end, you know, the the two walks, then gets out of it. But um, that Brogdon was the one warming up. I think it, it's pretty clear, obviously, by the usage so far, that Jabardi has made it clear that his four guys are. Archie, Alvarado, Brogdon, and Hector, like those are the guys he trusts. What do you think of that, and what do you think of what we've seen? Well, uh, it seemed like a lot for Hector today. Um, I mean, it was third straight third straight outing. He had pitched, I think, Sunday down in spring training. So I just feel like he's been uh, having a lot of a lot of use on his arm. Um, so you know, I hope tomorrow or hope early in the Mets series they don't have to use him because I think he could use a couple days off. Um, it just feels like he, he got used a lot this weekend, but I've been, I've been happy with Hector. I would like to see him work in the slider more. Um, and he does have those innings that seems like it's going to, you know, give you a heart attack, but overall he's been, he's been good. He's been good. I think the splitters has good action to it. Uh, he hasn't really used a slider, which annoys me. Um, but whatever, I'm sure he'll get more comfortable with it and use it more as the season goes on. Um, and, and the fastball velocity finally crept back up today. It finally crept back up. It was back up into the 94, 95s. Um, and really, I mean, he, he took down, he took down the, 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 the top of the Braves order twice this weekend. I mean, Acuna, um, Freeman, all those guys at the top of the lineup, Albies, same kind of thing. And I, I've been impressed with Hector and, He's, he's going to do the job this year. It is interesting that Brogdon's up behind him. I think Brogdon's just going to continue to get, you know, major major innings out of the back of this bullpen. And it was nice to see Alvarado, like, find the strike zone, you know? Like, just find the strike Like, if he can just find the strike zone, he's disgusting. It, it, he gets in trouble when he's all over the place, throwing balls to the backstop, all of that. And tonight, to, uh, today was a nice little reminder that he can, in fact – just find the strike zone and throw 96 mile an hour sliders at right-handed hitters kneecaps and they'll still swing at it. I mean, his stuff is, his stuff is just absurd. We haven't, we haven't seen a guy with this kind of stuff since I think Billy Wagner. So, um, 
Yeah, it, it's been it's it was a good bullpen weekend, and I think it's like it's not something that I that is like fool's gold. It's not like Dealey Scarra and Trevor <laughs> Kelly and those guys. Like these these guys have taken down major innings in bullpens for years, and now they're in our bullpen, and um, I see no reason why we can't trust them on most nights to go out and get the job done. I was still nervous. I was still nervous. Like I had talked all off season about how I thought the bullpen was much improved and like, we don't have to worry that much. And like, then the game started and I was like, Oh my God, this is awful. Like they're going to blow it. And I'm going <laughs> to be in shambles after this. Yeah. Well, I retweeted that when you said that, and I, I said this coming into the season, you know, whenever, when we were going with Joe Giglio or, or on the pod or whatever, whenever anyone would say, like, you know, what are you most afraid of? What's the Achilles heel? Whatever. I, no matter logically what other things I could think of were in worse shape, I can't do anything but think about the bullpen destroying my soul again. Like, I just, I need to see it not happen. And and this three-game series is certainly a great start towards that, you know, being feeling much better when these guys come to the game, but it's still, I'm with you. It's not gone. It's not gone. Like I feel it whenever these, and like with Hector, I felt it. I, it was flashbacks and, and I feel it every time we go to the pen. So I am with you. I don't know how long it'll take for that to fade, how many good outings we need, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely right there with you. Uh, all right. I want to fire some, some thoughts. Uh, I thought today's game, another like the opener, just a really, to steal your phrase, a, a, just a really great baseball game, a really good win where, you know, there wasn't a ton of action, but it was a quick, well-played, you know, well-fought, well-pitched game with nice defensive plays and all that stuff. Um, fire some stuff off at you. What have you thought of Bryce so far? I know, you know, he had the almost homer. I, I think that Bryce, in a, in a lineup that hasn't had a ton of success, I feel like I've come away most impressed with, you know, more impressed with his at-bats than with most. Um, I think the at-bat, you know, in the first inning uh, was kind of like a, a good example of that. Where and, and by the way, the ump was horrible. Like, just so all over the place. There was zero consistency with that ump today, but... Harper, you know, the uh, it's the the 3-0 count. The pitch is high. It's definitely high. It's on the line, but it's high. And Harper goes to to undo his shin pad and start walking. And they call the strike. And, you know, he looks back and whatever. But then gets an, uh, fouls his pitch off. Then 3-2 pitch. It The pitch is in the exact same spot as the strike was, if not slightly more a strike. And Harper doesn't swing, and he gets the call. And I just feel like, um, first of all, it's just a really good at bat a battle, um, but just the which we've seen a lot of. But also that Harper, I just think he kind of commands some respect in those spots with umpires. And if if Harper thinks it's a ball, sometimes they're going to be like, oh yeah, it's probably a ball. Yeah, I think the umpire might have been caught off guard because it's a changeup, not a fastball. But uh, horrible like- umpire, horrible. Yeah, it seems like he had no idea what a low and outside strike was. Um, and no and consistency, he, just none. I mean, even the the we'll take it, but the Hector strikeout in the ninth yeah. or the, yep. uh, whatever it was, the, the, yeah, it was the strikeout, the low pitch, 3-2 uh, to Acuna. Like, that was nowhere close. Yeah, but loved it. I oh, mean, it was great. Uh, yeah, abs- I'll take it. Absolutely needed it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think – you know, Bryce isn't doing the the major damage, but he's doing little things. Um, 
little things to help you win. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think his at bats have been fine. I mean, I, I would obviously like him to, to start driving the ball a little bit, but again, like, you know, Reese gets that single in the eighth Harper moves him over, moves him over, gets him in. And my only problem with, with Bryce over the weekend is the base running. Well, I mean, uh, that was going to be my next question about Bryce. Cause look, I think he's always aggressive. Um, the one on Saturday was just stupid. The one today obviously got there. I was, I, I think more often than not, the aggressive base running, if it's aggressive but smart, is going to pay off more often than not. But it does seem like times he's, it's not aggressive and smart. It's just aggressive. Yeah, it's it's just aggressive to be aggressive, and I'm not sure how smart it really is. But um, listen, again, I'll, I'll take aggressive over not aggressive. I'll take... I'll take trying to make a play and try to, you know, energize your teammates a little bit versus not trying to energize your teammates. And uh, he's just looked like a leader to me. Like everything, every action he's done, you know, his, his post game reaction today when they won, I thought was hilarious and awesome. And it seems like he's kind of setting the tone and, and just in hearing him speak before the season, I kind of felt the same thing. Like we, we know that Reese was, was, was saying it's go time and all that stuff. But Bryce was also the one that was like, we love playing here. We love this city. They deserve playoff baseball. It's time to go do that. We're promised to do that. Like, and I think the team is kind of rallying behind, behind the play of their superstar. And that's kind of why he's here. I mean, he's here to be a superstar, but he's also here to, to try to change the culture around here. And I think he, I think we're starting to see him do that. Uh, the homers are important. The homers need to come. Um, but I thought it was an overall positive weekend for Bryce. He hit some balls hard, squares some balls up. Um, you know, got the line moving today in the eighth to help them win a ball ball game. Played a really good defense, and um, yeah, I, I'm all good on Bryce. Yeah, and I think like that the reasoning is more. I think it's an example of how that those group of guys feel. So I'm with you, Harper, Ramuda. I think all those guys know that it's time to make the playoffs. Like that, that anything less is is unacceptable. With the, you know, kind of where this franchise is at. Um, all right, a uh, couple other things I want to throw at you. And, and look, I think just in general with the with Harper's at bats. I do think, look, this lineup needs to convert more. Obviously, way too many runners left on base this weekend. But um, they grind, and they're going to work hard at bats. They're going to get walks. And I think if you keep doing that stuff, you know, more often than not, again, use that phrase, like I think more often than not, good things will come from it. So, you know, minus the lack of runs this weekend, I did think there were positive things to take away. Yeah, and, and and there are guys that you, you, you bet on the track records. I mean, you bet on their track records, but also they came through when they needed to, which I think is important. Like, it, like sure, they left some runners on base early in games and all of that, but when it came down to the nitty-gritty, they were able to grind out at bats and, and ultimately help a team win three ball games this weekend. So um, they got the big hits when they needed to, and I just think that that's going to translate better to coming out and just scoring like 10 runs this weekend and pretending everything is, is okay. Like sometimes getting those big hits and knowing you can get those big hits is really important for a baseball team. Yeah. One guy who cannot get the big hits does not get the big hits. Doesn't get many hits because he stinks is Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn is just a horrible hitter. Jack, I just, I, I, feel one thing so strongly, so strongly when I think about Roman Quinn. Why not Mick? That's what I think. Yeah. Well, because Mickey's not the second fast player in baseball. <laughs> probably. God, dude, Roman Quinn is a horrible hitter. A horrible hitter. Well, like, the thing he that's is, the- do you, don't you honestly, like I'd rather have Zach Wheeler up in a big spot. 
I'm not kidding, well, man. I'm not kidding. I know. I, I'm not kidding. Well, well, that's uh, whatever. But um, the thing with Rome, well, the, th- the thing that's hurting this team right now is that they don't really have a good right-handed option off the bench late in games. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like they have Matt Joyce, who's awesome. They have Brad Miller, who, who's awesome. Yeah. But they don't have a, a right-handed yeah, version. Yeah, it's just Torres, Torres and uh, Torres and Torres and, 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 and Quinn. Uh, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's all they have. Like if and Nap, I guess if he's you know, what I mean today oh. they had JT, but normally Nap right hand and Nap's better lefty than righty, so. Exactly. So, like, listen, if I was Dombrowski, I would try to call Steve Pierce and see what he's up to. You know, I mean, talk about a guy that just mashes left-handed pitching. Um, I know he's World retired, Series but whatever. World Series MVP, Steve Pierce. World Series MVP, Steve Pierce. So, listen, come on, Davey. Come on, Davey. Use your, use your relationships and go get us some, some right-handed pop. But that's clearly going to be their their one move of the deadline is going to be getting a, a right-handed option well, off the bench. if they keep because... winning games, Jack, they might make multiple moves. They might add a fourth oh, this time. I mean, we're going to go on. the luxury tax? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, look. I mean, if they're sitting there, let's think about it. So the trade deadline's what late July. So you know, if they're sitting there at like you know, sixty and ten, sixty and fifteen, you know, something like that. No, it'd be more than that. So I'm joking. Seems like a lot of. Seven, seems like a lot 70, of losses. To seventy be and twenty, maybe. Yeah, seventy and twenty around then. That's fair. That's that's a that's a lot of losses. That's a lot of losses. Maybe I'm way maybe, under on the games. I that it should be more games either way. Right. You get the point. You get the point. You get the I point. do get the point. You get the point, Jack. Um, all right, uh, more. Um, by the way, DD, another nice catch. Uh, the kind of similar type of catch uh, uh, in today's game too. Um, a question for you. Important question. Um, are you willing to, and would you like to? recant your statements disparaging the Braves bullpen because it's pretty good, Jack. That dude, Matzik's a dude. I didn't even know who he was, and I was like, this guy's good. And then Minter after. They got some, like, some lefties. I mean, come on. That that bullpen, that bullpen's nothing. I mean, <laughs> Matzik, Matzik, Matzik's a former failed first-rounder. He'll fall back down to earth. Uh, I, I didn't see if Chris Martin was hurt at all. Chris Martin actually scares me a little bit. Mincer's pretty good, but no, I mean, come on. The, 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 my biggest takeaway from the weekend was the Braves are just an okay baseball team. Wow. I mean, come on. What, wow. what are, like, honestly, losing Marquecas might have been their biggest loss of the <laughs> offseason. What? What is, what is what? special about that Braves lineup now? Dude, it's – I mean, Acuna and Freeman I are – I know. Okay. Azuna, you, is he good? You can't, you can't. You Swanson, can't. is he good? All right, Azuna, Azuna had one unbelievable. Albis, season. is he good? I don't know. You, you're telling me most pitchers can't navigate Azuna, Darno, Swanson, Riley on, on a night in, night out basis. <laughs> I'm not saying it's better than the Phillies, but I mean it's high end is better. I yeah, mean, it's fine. I mean, listen, Acuna, Acuna, and, and Freeman are amazing, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't. My my takeaway from this weekend wasn't that the Braves were just light years better than the Phillies. Like, I feel like the Phillies could compete with them in the seven game series. Oh, I think they could. I mean, they just won three. I think. I don't think the the Braves' talent is is light years ahead of the Phillies. I just think, you know, they are better, and they also have the benefit of the doubt. They've won the division three years in a row. Like you have oh, to benefit of the doubt. Whatever. J Roll did. J Roll ended that in two thousand seven with the whole with the team to beat. I mean, mm-hmm. Sean Newcomb stinks. Luke Jackson stinks. Mm-hmm. You know what stinks? Josh Tomlin stinks. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Charlie Morton's thirty seven years old. Get over it. Come on. Okay. 
I like this. This is uh, bring on the Grom, huh? I'm not uh, bring on the Grom. I've said it, I've said yeah. it before. I'll say it again. Bring on the Grom. I'm not scared of the Braves. This team's won in at least ninety. So, uh, uh, Killing Price on Twitter pointed this out to me, and it's pretty crazy. Did you realize that Hector Neris is fifty games away from being the all-time Phillies leader in saves? Whatever it is. <laughs> How unbelievable. Like, because that is actually, like, Hector's been good so far. We could absolutely see him staying in the role all year. If they're a good team and he has a good year and then one more good year, like, boom, he's the Phillies all-time save leader. Hector bleeping Naris. How about that? Yeah, Hector is a good, uh, he is a good pitcher. I know. Most nights gets know. the job done. Does he make it look easy? No, he sure doesn't. Look, anyone, doesn't. anyone passing Jonathan Papelbon for the franchise lead would be a-okay, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, Papelbon was good here. Yeah, he but was... we don't need that guy in the record. Please. No, no. We, I would much rather have Hector Me be too. the guy than, than Jonathan Papelbon. Not even close. All right. Um, oh, and of course, I, I was about to say what do you got in your, your take bag, but I, the idiot over here, how do we not talk about Mr. Clutch? Like, we have our own Mr. October. He just hasn't gotten a chance to prove it yet. Alec Baum, what a stud. What a ice in his veins. Jack, I want to know if he actually has literal ice flowing through his veins because he's so calm, cool, and collected when it matters most. What a big hit, man. What a kid. Yeah, what a I don't, big hit. I don't know which is which I'm most uh, impressed by. A Phillies prospect coming up being awesome, a breakout player actually breaking out, or the Phillies bullpen actually being good. I don't know which of the three uh, I'm most shocked by on a day-in, day-out, day-out basis, but um yeah dude it's like it's every and he he didn't have a great weekend like didn't really square up many balls didn't drive any balls but of course it's like game of the line need to break out need to need to, to need to win a game here comes alec boom boom game over phil's take the lead give it to hector game over like it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy how good that guy is with the game on the line and in a big spot and just just doing what it takes to get the run in and he's like one of those guys that should be a 100 rbi guy he should compete for a batting title should have like 30 doubles a year i don't know about the home runs you know i think they'll come when they come but um the the doubles are gonna be there like he is just such a joy he is such a joy the defense has been pretty good i mean yeah again i it, we talked about i mean one of that was one of the hallmarks of the opener minus the hoskins play obviously like three great defensive plays like high level defensive plays and then you know i think bohm had a good weekend period defensively kind of across the board and again dd with another really nice catch today just they've done a really good job like we talked about that as a potential achilles heel and so far so good Oh, what a what a what a nice feeling to have a good normal baseball. I know. Team. Well, I mean, especially you just talked about between the defense thing and then also like compared to last year with the bullpen and the starting rotation being so good and getting clutch hits when you need them and hanging on to wins and all that. Like it just it was such a perfect weekend juxtaposed to last year to like all the feelings we have from last year's just sham horror show of a Philly season. Like it was a perfect weekend as an antidote for that to have the Phillies back and just be able to get like really excited about them right away because it was like three games they lose last year. And uh, I would just like to send a little PSA to to Joe Girardi. Hey, buddy, can we get Alec Bowman in the four hole for the rest of the year? Like enough, all right, enough of the JT thing. 
we saw it happen today. They won a ball game with him in the four hole. I know JT was sitting, but like, come on, buddy. I know you don't like young players, but it's time. It's time. I'm sick. I'm and tired shocked he's in the five hole. To be honest, uh, yeah, with Girardi managing, I mean. Why you think he'd be lower? Yeah, well, no, no. I mean, he should. I'm with you. He should be in the four hole. I'm just saying, you know, to your point, you know, he's he's a rook. Oh, they don't, they can't handle anything. They they've been around the game. Like, come on, man, just stop. Get him in the four hole. And let's go win ninety games. Uh, I'm uh, I'm really excited, Jack. What do you got in your your take bag? Ah, uh, man. By the way, it was loud again today. I mean, just ten thousand fans, which I didn't know they up uh, increased the uh, attendance, but apparently there's ten thousand there today. But um just loud again great seeing fans back at the ballpark and you know it's nice it's nice to have a nice norm uh, uh normal weather like 65 in spring and um watching zach efflin just absolutely dominated must have been a uh a treat um and take back yeah the fastball command to both sides has just been really impressive um i don't like some people were asking me like what do you think cotham's um you know influence his influence yeah his influence on his team so far is and honestly i don't know I mean, I, I don't know, but just in just in trying to look at like trying to watch the games and see where they where like the organizational philosophy is, it seems like they've really prioritized the fastball down and away, um, which is a, <laughs> a good spot to be in. Um, just because I don't know what a hitter can really do with that, um, but at least with the starters with Nola and Wheeler and Eflin, both all three of those guys was the same plan. It was like we're gonna go fastballs early in games establish that get the both sides and then as the game wears on we'll start breaking them the curveball we'll start breaking in the changeup, just giving the hitters something else to think about like in a, in a perfect world james you know the first two times through an order you know you can kind of throw the same thing both times hitters probably won't hit as the game wears on and that third time through an order you need to have something else to throw at them and i've just been really impressed with their plans of attack and another coffin thing he came out, I think, for two pitching um, uh, yeah, pitching visits, and both times guys got out of it immediately. So, you know, just take that for what Ooh, it is. Buddy. That one away. Oh, buddy. I mean, Alvarado was, was dominant after he talked to, to Cotham, and um, I think it was Hector today. Yeah, Hector today, same kind of thing. So um, it's definitely something to monitor. I think, I think the fastball command to both sides is going to be something to, to kind of watch when you're looking for you know, Cotham's influence on this roster. Uh, my next note was that the Braves lost a lot. I think Marquecas was a huge loss. I don't think that – I mean, Pakota had them as like an 81-win ball club. So, I mean, take that for what it is. <laughs> um, two two hitting notes. Um, DD is struggling with fastball, um, just power fastballs. Uh, and he's traditionally been a pretty good fastball hitter. But first weekend just seems like he's not consistently seeing it or squaring it up. It seems like he's late a lot. So that's something to kind of monitor – and Reese seems like he's really struggling with spin. I know he's had a couple hits, but um, even spin out of hand that's like not even close to the strike zone, Reese is kind of you know leaning at and kind of giving the thought of should I go after that pitch or not. So that's something to monitor. Um, hopefully those those guys can get it down a little bit. Um, you know, just like just like with most most aces, you got to get to Eflin early before he settles in. You know, he's one of those guys that you got to get to the in the first inning before he settles in and turns into the to the ace that he is. So, um, you know, just just get to Eflin early because after the first, he's he's locked in. And you're not getting to him for the rest of the game. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I mean, I love it. I love it. I'll roll with you on that. Thank you, thank you. I and, will just uh, my- I will just sit back and roll. 
That's right. That's right. And accept the the the, the uh, hitter pitching. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, and my final thing is, and we've talked about it a little bit, but just just doing the little things well. Um, you know, this that's what winning ball clubs do: getting bunts down, um, moving runners along. You know, to to win that game today without hitting home run. I mean, obviously Naps was early, but late in the game, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were waiting for a three run home run. You know how. You know how we talked with Gabe? It was like, oh, we're just going to wait for the beginning, and when that happens, we'll be good. This team's actually winning ball games with the way that you're going to have to win ball games late in September and hopefully into the playoffs. And that's getting them over, getting them in, um, keeping the line moving, moving, situational hitting, not striking out. Um, and it's not like it's a it's a huge throwback team, but it's a team that's doing the right things to to win games. And again, today it was it was another example of that. Obviously, Saturday was kind of just you know hand the ball to Zach Wheeler, go give us seven seven innings, ten Ks, uh, and have two <laughs> have what, three RBIs, two RBIs in the game. So um, obviously that that'll do it. But like today again, late in games, good pitching, throwing strikes. I mean they they've allowed. I mean the walk numbers are really low from the pitching staff. I don't know what they are exactly at the top of my head, but they're throwing strikes out of the bullpen. Um, besides Alvarado's obviously <laughs> first, first outing, but, um, <laughs> but, but they're just doing smart things that good baseball teams do. And there was a lot to take away from this weekend that I think is going to translate to wins down the road. Um, and it's not the brave series in 2019. It's not, this team is much better. They've added Zach Wheeler. They've added D they've added Alec Bohm. They've added a real bullpen. They've added Joe Girardi. Like, this team is much better than the 2019 Phillies for anyone that is trying to compare those two after that weekend is just, you know, being a baseball fan, just wanting to keep you down. I think it's okay to believe in this team, James. I I believe that you do. And guess what? I do too, Jack. Like I'm with you and it's a, Oh, even you, it's even a you, good group of guys. Like it's a group of, of guys who have been in the league for a while, a fair amount. There's veteran presence while also, it's a group of hungry guys. Like it's not a lot of guys who who've won it all and all that type of stuff. So, uh, and and again, like we talked about, I just think the the mentality of this team is like we are a playoff team and we're gonna go prove it. Like I think that's what their mentality is, and I think that's a strong mentality to have that can again breed confidence and thus breed success. Um, I'm I'm. This is the most invested I've been in a Phillies team since 2011. Legitimately, like 2019, that was fun. I was excited to get Harbor here, but in terms of like what of potential that I and obviously I don't think this team has the potential that I thought the 2011 team did in the moment and all that. Um, but I'm I, I think this team has a chance to be a really good baseball team and to be a playoff team, like a a, a playoff team, you know. So. I don't know that they will. Obviously, it's a tough division, all that type of stuff. But, you know, I feel a lot more confident about their playoff chances than I did before the weekend. And what more could you ask for with that, right, after three games? I'm right there with you. I know you are. Yeah. You you were you were you were just waiting for it. You're you were hanging there with one foot off the ledge, just like hanging, using all your strength to not fall and let the other foot just just come off. Um all right, uh, quickly before we get out of here, uh, you you know, you I know you've been saying it, but but <laughs> they are bringing on Degrom because that's happening. All right, bring me Degrom tomorrow, today for a lot of people when they listen to it, Monday seven oh five Degrom against Matt Moore, Jack. Uh, what what uh look look, you know, I am excited and I feel very confident about this team. 
DeGrom's, you know, DeGrom. What are you expecting from this series with the Mets? I mean, sweep. Yep. Uh, I mean, what else? <laughs> I mean, how could you, team- uh, let's put it this way. How could you go 162-0 if you don't sweep the Mets here, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, all I've seen from this Phillies team is sweeps, so I fully expect that to uh, to continue now. I mean, obviously, DeGrom's DeGrom. I mean, this could be the year that he falls off. I mean, Matt Moore is ranked higher than him in prospect list for a reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how to um, – uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to think about this series at the moment because I don't know how the Mets are going to show up. Like, are they going to be super rested, super excited because um, they had the time off? And you know, that are they going to be rusty? I mean, it's a are great they point, rusty? Jack. It really is a great point. So I don't know, I don't know what to expect from the Mets. It's like, oh, they can come out well rested and you know, kind of just you know, go off on their first weekend with Lindor and. You know, they signed him for the season and they're all fired up, but also they haven't played a game since last Sunday in spring training. And that wasn't even with all our starters. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to go out, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really good test. I mean, you go, you go to Grom, Stroman, Peterson, who, whatever, I, I'm not a big, uh, DJ Peterson guy, but, um, either way, like you, it, it just facing Stroman and facing DeGrom and facing another good baseball team. You know, I, I just think we're going to continue to learn more about this team and, Hopefully they take two or three. Um, I, you know, I'm expecting at least one win, obviously, but it is your four or five in, in your rotation that you're expecting that out of. So, you know, it's it's just another another way to go out there and continue proving themselves. It's nice that they don't have a, a day off after after a, a big emotional win like they <laughs> had Friday. So so it's good they get right right back out there. But yeah, if listen, if they if they destroy Degrom or even you know uh, score then it's World two series. runs off, yeah, series. I mean listen, just 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 get me a hotel go, on, go, on go Bankrupt the book, bet on the World Series odds. As I mean seriously, say. I mean I hope Vegas is ashamed of themselves. With uh, the dude, and you half. know I bet thirty dollars on the air, and I, I, know. I never. I hope, I hope Zoe can go to. College. I never bet more than like five dollars on a bet. I bet thirty on the Phillies over, and I and I texted Jack like, was it like halfway into the opener, and I was like, I wish I had bet my whole account. <laughs> like I feel so confident they're gonna be over the number. Um, all right. Um, uh, I have two final thoughts, but any final thoughts Uh-oh. from you before I get to them? Oh, uh, you know me. Only final thought is, is the take back is is bring me to Grom and how sweep it is. Oh, look at you! How sweep it is. That is not corny at all. Um, why not, Mick? Um, all right, two two final thoughts. Uh, let's start with the the. Uh, congratulations in order and shout out again to our buddy Brandon Lee Gowden who pointed this out because I am not one to notice such things but Jack Fritz has officially finally passed me in Twitter followers Jack I'm really happy for you buddy it's about time I mean (laughs) it is about time it is so so uh listen I'm glad to to have the Twitter followers that I do. I did not miss the like meltdowns after every little thing that happens in a baseball <laughs> game. Like, and of course, like I'm the guy everyone has to vent at. So it's like because they know whatever that I'm just invested in. And listen, like in the moment, I'm with you. But like over 162, like can we calm down? <laughs> I mean, like, just relax for me. Um, so yes, it's a. Uh, it's a good feeling to finally pass James and Twitter following. Um, it, you know, I'm, I'm honored to do it. And, uh, 
I mean, it's only the beginning. We're only going to continue to uh, to grow this thing um, as hopefully we have uh, the most fun baseball season. Um, you know, we'll have since 2011. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for you, but I legitimately am because I could not care less. Okay, um, now my final final thought, and it's the more important one, at least in my mind. Um, I need you because you're a golf guy, so I need your opinion on this. Masters coming up next weekend. Who's gonna call it since Jim Nance resigned from CBS? Do you have any idea who's gonna be no, announcing it? Or nope, I'm just... nope, nope, <laughs> nope, not doing it. Not doing it. This is gonna be the new old did joke. They, this is how you did they announce it, or I don't know. If they said who's gonna do it? I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, I mean, rumors are swirling that it's gonna be Ian Eagle. I refuse to call him oh, Ian Eagle. I love Ian. He's great. No, no, please, please don't, please don't give in and call him Ian. His name is Ian. It's Ian Eagle. Okay, it's not Ian. It's spelled Ian. Oh, it's Ian. Congrats on the Twitter followers, buddy. I really am happy for you. Um, no, I do look. I do look forward to to uh, Ian Eagle calling the matches this weekend. It's gonna be great. Jim Nance resigned amid be- amid not getting Tony Tony Romo <laughs> money. Jim Nance resigned. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, congrats to congrats to Ian Eagle. <laughs> it's a big it's a big win for Ian. You know, I Ian. Um, um, I had something else I was gonna say, and now I totally lost it. Uh, it's okay. Yerman Mercedes. Yerman Mercedes is up, and he's uh, uh, oh, eight for ten on the. I'm year. an old man, Jack. You know that. You know that's that's clear. Uh, all right, we'll be back later in the week after the Met series uh, to react. Uh, Jack, give it to me one more time. Bring me Degrom. He's Fred some South. We'll see you later.